It's the What a Weird Week podcast for Friday, November 25th, 2022. The mystery of the exploding toilet. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird, weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. Thanks for checking out What a Weird Week, a podcast of the top 10 weird stories from the news. Let's jump right in. 10. Let's ease in. 10. Number 10 headline, Snoop Dogg launches new pet accessories line. Maybe you saw this. This got picked up a lot. Maybe you saw it in your social feeds. Snoop Doggy Dogs brand pet accessories. It used to be. There was a time where if you saw that, you'd be like, man, eh, publicity stunt. What's going on? What's he promoting? But not anymore. We live in a world where the line between publicity stunt and legit business is very blurry. If you heard that Mickey Rourke was uh, coming out with his own line of artificial hips, if you needed hip replacement, ask for the Mickey Rourke model, you wouldn't even, you'd be like, mm, probably, right? That's where we are with Snoop. Listen to what Snoop Dogg has. Okay, first of all, from the article, 19 studio albums, 20 Grammy nominations, an animated kids series, a gluten-free cereal called Snoop Loops, a wine label, and number of uh, cannabis products as well. Anyway, if you want to read more about uh, Snoop Doggy Dogs and uh, what the lion has to offer, there's something for your pet, no doubt. Click the show notes. Nine. Number nine is about a very, very big boat that they want to make. It will be the biggest one in the world, and I think it's because uh, money. I think they... It, will you tell me? Will this be profitable? The story is about a Terra yacht, which I didn't know that was an actual term, Bigger than a super yacht, bigger than a mega yacht, bigger than a giga yacht, the Terra yacht, which will cost $8 billion to build the biggest boat in the world, which will really be a floating city. Uh, hotels on this, shopping malls, parks, and even ports for smaller ships, smaller boats, and um, for aircraft to land. Because this thing is going to be so big, it can't dock anywhere. You have to travel to it. And they think it'll take eight years to build. It'll have solar panels. I thought that was a nice touch. Hey, you know, stay, think green, everybody. This giant floating city, solar panels. Uh, and they have a crowdfunding campaign going on right now. You can buy NFTs and different things, virtual things. The $8 billion price tag. I hope the crowdfunding is going well for them. The biggest boat in the world. I guess that's the story. Just... Why? You just don't think you're going to read a story like that. In this day and age, somebody is like, we can make something better than the Titanic. I don't know. Eight. Number eight, the headline, an actor and a scientist walk into a hotel lobby. This is the story of the Brian Coxes. One is the actor you know from television's succession. Everybody tells me it's so good. The other Brian Cox is a professor who you also might know from TV. He appears on a lot of TV shows. He happened to have a reservation at the same hotel at the same time as the first Brian Cox. They were both booked to appear on BBC Breakfast. They both tried to check into the same hotel. The hotel thought there was one Brian, and that Brian had booked two hotel rooms. So they refused to give Professor Brian Cox a room. Professor Brian's assistant had to book the room under their name. Imagine the hijinks. Hey, once before, Brian Cox and Brian Cox had a mix-up with dinner reservations, so it's not even the first time this has happened. Why are these guys traveling together so much? You're bringing it upon yourself, Brian Cox. 
And you too, Brian Cox. Seven. Number seven's a pretty good headline, you guys. Belgium needs more incinerators to burn seized cocaine. When you think of mountains of cocaine, do you think Belgium? Because I did not. From the article, astronomical quantities of cocaine from Latin America are intercepted in Antwerp. Turns out that Belgium has seized so much cocaine from smugglers using the port of Antwerp that the Belgian authorities need more incinerators. If you don't have enough incinerator space, you have to keep that cocaine somewhere. Keep it locked up until you can dispose of it. And that gets dangerous. People will steal it. Not all of the people stealing the cocaine will do it nicely. If there is a way, I mean, stealing is wrong, but there's probably a nice way to steal. Some uh, street hustler playing three-card Monty making you laugh. And they steal your uh, mountain of cocaine. But you're like, oh, well, that was, I live and learn. That was kind of funny. You got me. I don't know, maybe. Anyway, to be continued on this, I don't know. In the meantime, you don't have enough incinerators. You might as well make a ski hill or something. There, No, that would be bad. Can you imagine wiping? Okay. Wiping out on a ski hill gets the adrenaline going pretty good already. But if you wiped out on a ski hill that was made entirely of cocaine, I'm, it's a bad idea. I'll admit it. That one is not a million-dollar idea. I'm ashamed of myself. Actually, it would be a million-dollar idea, though, because the value of the cocaine. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Six. Number six, headline. Will a guy from Saskatchewan break the world record at the World Cup? I don't know very much about the World Cup, and I apologize for that because, uh, you know, it was a very popular, maybe the most popular, one of the most popular sports in the world is the football, soccer. I don't know very much about it. It's because where I grew up, we played hockey. And then also um, in the summertime, we played hockey. Uh, Lee is a soccer fan or football fan from Western Canada. He's planning on attending 41 games at the World Cup. Right now, the world record is 31 games. A fan in South Africa holds that record. So 41 games would shatter the old world record. And this, this is kind of funny to me, you guys. This made the national news in Canada. It was a kicker. <laughs> what? Come on. Kicker story. Kickers, you know? From the news, you know, when they do a funny story at the end. No? Soccer? Really, though, I find it funny that it made national news a lot like the time. We talked about that guy who made the national news for having a lot of Legos. That's He made the national news because he had enough money to go out and buy a lot of Legos. A world record amount, but still... I guess the trade-off is if your national news is all, uh, you know, politics, which makes everybody, there's never a, a happy person with a political story, all of that. So I guess I'll stick with the national news in Canada having stories like this. Good luck and Godspeed, Lee. The World Cup ends on December 18th, so to be continued. Five. Number five, another World Cup story. What Budweiser will do with all the World Cup beer it can't sell. In case you missed it, the World Cup is happening. We just had a story about it. It's soccer, football. Uh, many of the fans of the soccer or football enjoy drinking beer. In a last-minute change of heart by the World Cup organizers, they decided to ban alcohol at World Cup stadiums. This was long after uh, alcohol sponsors were uh, tied into the World Cup and they had produced a lot of beer. Budweiser was left with a lot of World Cup beer and nowhere to sell it. So get this. Budweiser's going to send the unsold beer to the country that wins the tournament. The marketing team behind that 
deserves a medal for this one. They didn't have a lot of time to come up with this. They turn a terrible disappointment for their business into a terrific publicity stunt. That is whether, I mean, please enjoy responsibly, whether I'm on the wagon, you guys, but I'm still like, wow, this is pretty impressive. Four. Number four. Oh, this is for us true believers. Here's the headline. Government agents raid the home of the guy who runs Area 51 blog. Here's the quote from Gizmodo. What were the feds looking for when they went rifling through the homes of the man who runs dreamlandresort.com? Now, that website is not about an Airbnb or some sort of timeshare condo. That is a blog about Area 51, the secret military area. And I did not click. If you want to, I what I recommend, wait until you're at the office and then go to dreamlandresort.com just in case somebody's tracking something. Let your own uh, work system admin worry about the aftermath. That's my policy every time, you guys. According to Gizmodo, and you know, again, we're not talking about a tabloid here. We're talking about Gizmodo. FBI and U.S. Air Force agents raided two homes owned by the guy who runs this small Area 51 blog. The blogger says the officers took all his electronics. Statement from the authorities. Uh, they spoke to the Las Vegas Review. They said this is an open and ongoing law enforcement investigation between the Las Vegas FBI and Air Force OSI. So I don't want to assume that it's about all the Area 51 stuff, government secrets, UFOs, all that jazz. I mean, there are other reasons why the FBI raids homes. 95% of the time, it's about UFO secrets. But then there's that other 5% of the time, you guys. That's a rough estimate on my behalf. I feel like I should click dreamlandresort.com. And I want to, but I'm so paranoid. I don't want to get on some list. The FBI shows up at my house at Christmas Going through all my Christmas presents. Sir, what's this telescope for? I mean, I would crack. I would crack, you guys. I'd be like, well, obviously, I'm keeping track of the secret moon bases. And that would be it. They would cart me away, right? Am I too paranoid? Let's all be careful, rational. But also, if you do want to click dreamlandresort.com, wait, maybe this is a sponsorship opportunity. Before uh, clicking dreamlandresort.com, be sure to visit our sponsor, Super Fantastic VPN. You don't want the government sniffing around in your business? Superfantasticvpn.org backslash weird. Thank you for your support. Three. The mystery of the exploding toilet at the Texas dental office. From the article, quote, In my 30 years of experience... Wait, I'll do it like the lieutenant, how I imagine he sounds. In my 30 years of experience, and I've seen a lot, you guys. Now I'm paraphrasing a bit. I've seen a lot. I've seen things that would make a grown man cry. In my 30 years of experience, I have never seen anything like it. That's my impersonation. I apologize too to Lieutenant Ron Hutto if uh, that is not how you sound, but it's a heck of a quote. Another quote from the story, someone who arrived for work that morning, there was this acidic, putrid smoke throughout the entire place. It burned to breathe. Then they discovered the staff bathroom toilet at the dental office had exploded. Here's another quote. Looking up at the ceiling where the vent should have been, there was just a black hole. I had no answers, just a lot of questions. There were no injuries, thank goodness. So what happened? What left them with a ceramic stub where the staff toilet used to be? 
Well, it's still a mystery. I mean, that's right in the headline. But they do have a guess. They believe it was a lightning strike that did it. Maggie, now this is, okay, I should say the authorities thought, oh, uh, the fan overheated. And then it dripped onto the toilet and it got so hot that the toilet burned and exploded. That was the authorities, one of their guesses. Something, I'm paraphrasing a bit. But Maggie got online and this is what Maggie found out. She works at the dental office. She started doing the research on exploding toilets. This has happened to other toilets. Lightning strikes the vent and ends up exploding the toilet. And I, I'm i going to stop there, and I don't often do this. No, that's not true. I always do this. I'm always asking for five-star reviews and stuff. I'm just going to say so many bathroom jokes could have gone right here in this spot, but I'm just going to back away from I want full credit for showing some restraint. What the heck happened to my voice there? I guess is so much passion. Two. Summerton Man mystery is over. Again over? Over? More over? The story has been a mystery for a long time. 1948, a fellow was found passed away on a beach. He had at least some of someone else's clothes and what seemed like a secret message poem on him and a lot more going on. So for many decades, they couldn't ID this fellow and a lot of people thought he was a spy or something like that. They did, before he was buried, they did a plaster mask of his face to be able to create some sort of visual aid for people, you know, down the road to identify the Somerton man. Many, many, many years later, they run the DNA on hairs that were stuck to this death mask. And that pretty much did it. But now we have more evidence of the identity of the Somerton man. Charles Webb, photos were not easy to come by of Charles Webb. The story started making headlines again because now they have confirmed photos of Charles. And we know who he was. We know what he looked like. He wasn't a spy. If you hate unsolved mysteries, and I do, I love and I hate unsolved mysteries. So when it comes on Netflix, every season I watch it. And then at, by the end of the program, I'm a dummy because I'm like, wait, but what happened? Well, it's right in the title, Unsolved Mysteries. Anyway, this one is a solved mystery. Honorable, Honorable mention, 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 mention. The hot dog vendor turf war that got violent. It was L.A. doggers setting up shop in the area that is usually for San Diego doggers. This resulted in heated exchanges and eventually one dogger got stabbed in the back. Non-life-threatening injuries. This was outside Petco Park last week and a big brawl broke out. I'm really, I don't know Duke Dumont uh, so much, DJ, uh, performer, but Duke's okay, by the way, you guys. But after his show, Duke did not get involved in the hot dog scuffle. Uh, it is hard out there. It's tough. You got to be hustling all the time for uh, the dog dollars, but we need to find a way to all get along. We're all on team dog. You know what I mean? I'm glad no one got seriously injured. You can imagine there was ketchup flying everywhere. It would have been really hard for the first responders to be like, oh, this one, oh, wait, no, it's just ketchup. We got a serious abdomen wound. Oh, no, this one's ketchup also. You know what I mean? So thank heavens, uh, no serious injuries. I just, I hope we can find a way to have hot dog peace. One. Okay, number one, Jack Daniels versus Dog Toy Company. Going to the Supreme Court... The Jack Daniels company wants the Supreme Court to stop a dog toy company from selling the Bad Spaniels chew toy instead of Jack Daniels Bad Spaniels. It's shaped like a Jack Daniels bottle, has a similar looking label on it. To me, at first, I was like, well, this is silly. 
But a lot of brands are on the side of Jack Daniels on this, like uh, Campbell's Soup, Levi's Jeans. They're all watching this case because it really has a serious, even though it's kind of a dumb case, it has a real serious impact to trademark law. So all the big brands want the Supreme Court to squish this chew toy company. Squish them like a chew toy. There's an awful lot of poop jokes in this story. Instead of old number seven, uh, your Tennessee whiskey, they go old number two on your Tennessee carpet. You know, stuff like that. It's all uh, dog poop jokes. The dog toy company says, oh, it's just good fun. Come on, we do puns. What's it going to hurt? The Jack Daniels folks say, oh, no, jokes are fine. But they're making a profit off something that we have trademarked. They should pay us. So it's that fine line. Some companies have won lawsuits against big brands saying, well, no, our thing is just a joke. It's just a joke. Come on, it's a parody. But then where does it stop being a joke and become, no, no, this is a business. This is not a joke. You are a business. Like, for instance, the Jack Daniels chew toy, I think 20 bucks. That's a lot for a chew toy. I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to weigh in. I want to stay impartial. But 20 bucks for a chew toy... I hope it's a good quality chew toy. The joke isn't that funny. That's not a $20 joke, is it? I don't know. You be the judge. Let me know in the comments. Also, uh, five-star reviews. Let me know if you agree, five-star review. If you disagree vehemently, and I mean if you really disagree, then fine, five-star review. More to that story and more to all the stories we talked about. If you want to click the show notes, there's a link that gets you back to the show notes blog and you can see photos and get all of the links. Thank you kindly for the time that you spend with What a Weird Week. Tell your friends and your enemies. I appreciate your spreading the word. You can go shownotes.page. Shownotes.page is an easy way to find our podcast stuff. Friends of the United States, happy Thanksgiving weekend. Retailers in the United States, stay strong. E-retailers in the United States, Cyber Monday. Whew. I don't know too many buzzwords about cyber stuff, so I just went with whoo.